Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Our Wrestling Podcast, episode 14, The Dark Match Sessions 2. And in today's little free-for-all, the boys talk how Stone Cold's legacy left an impact on today's product via WWE trying to recreate the magic that created Stone Cold, the organic magic that only Stone Cold and one other before him, Hulk Hogan, were able to create to create their own characters and to be larger-than-life personas. And WWE now is trying to recreate and capture that magic again, but it's not that easy because it has to be natural and organic. So today the boys discuss comparisons such as Kevin Owens and Becky Lynch, two individuals that WWE have tried to recreate that Stone Cold magic with. They also discuss the booking of Vince McMahon and his good shit and what it could mean for the future of professional wrestling. So without further ado, take it away, Just Dave and Cuz, Our Wrestling Podcast, Episode 14, The Dark Match Sessions 2. Welcome to the OWP. This is Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hi. And Cuz. What's up, you sons of bitches? I'm bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. It's going to be a dark session, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about what we're going into soon. But first, you can always reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or you can do the easy thing, download WrestlePost. It's an app at no charge to you. And join us along with other great podcasts of the day. So we've been texting back and forth quite a bit this last week. And some of us have been very happy with current product for a minute. And some of us said, God damn, well, I guess there was one good week, right? <laughs> and uh, one thing that came up is uh, the Kevin Owens saga that continues, right? I am a big KO fan. I love Kevin Owens. I think he is one of the greatest things since sliced bread. Uh, but we've had some issues coming up with Kevin Owens and a bit of duplication, imitation, you know, and some people feel that it's not original. And I got to tell you guys, we have a Stone Cold Steve Austin episode coming up in bio. We're really excited to bring it to you. The legacy, son. <clears throat> the legacy is right. But the thing about the legacy, it's so great. Rock. It's one of the greatest runs ever. The is best. that it's bringing up a lot of imitation, never duplicated, right? So uh, let's talk about Kevin Owens and, and kind of get into it. Uh I guess, I guess I'll bring it up quickly, not to not take over too much. If you guys want to jump in, hit it any time. I'm going to jump in and hit you but, with a stunner, for sure. <laughs> well, that's kind of where we're going. The first thing that we noticed as soon as KO came back is he used the stunner to win a few matches here and there. We're like, wow, that's bold. You're just going to take uh, the almighty's uh, finishing maneuver, and you're going to stone cold. You're just going to stone cold stun someone? He's going to take Bobby Lashley's move, the almighty? Mm-hmm. Mm, just because I said <laughs> Almighty doesn't mean it's fucking. Bobby I know we're talking Lashley. about Stone Cold and because it's shot <laughs> out of a fucking. Well, it's too Bobby bold, Lashley guys. doesn't fucking. This is the most. This is the, the word Almighty. This is the most Jesus vocal Cuz will ever be. By the way, like because we're talking about Stone Cold, so his dicks all hard. God, go really hard. Under the shot out of a cannon. Down, Jesus. Big old Chrome Dome. So, <laughs> and I, I love Bobby Lashley. By and the then way. he laughs at himself. So yeah. this this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I'm already I'm already getting angry right now. To be honest with you, Jesus Christ. Good for good, bro. Fuck, <laughs> Jesus, cuz. So, we 
it actually escalated from beyond the Stone Cold Centers to where you can see Kevin o, Kevin Owens at this point starting to pull these, I don't know, for lack of a better word, Jesus, I'll say pipe bombs. They're cutting his mic. Oh, no, it's mic. just one oh, week it happened so far. Well, I mean, yeah, because we're going to release this soon. So it just happened one week, and it's so, yeah. it's just painfully of obvious course. what they're doing. It's really, it's just really stupid. It's first <laughs> first he's CM Punk at the start of the show, and then he ends up ends the show as Stone Cold. Well, or he ended the show as CM Punk. CM Punk CM Punk worked because CM Punk is really good at promos, and I think people it's easy to kind of focus on CM Punk and the way he left and all that stuff, and then then you have dumb shits that form their own opinion. And he walked out on us, and no, fuck whatever, like whatever. Um, like I don't, I, I mean, a CM Punk, I'm sure is an episode for another day, but yes, but, but oh the thing is, I is the reason why the pike that. bomb worked is because it was kind of the first of its kind. And it was the kind of the first one that really like pulled back the curtain. And so a lot of people compared him to stone cold, but I don't think that was right because punk was, no. he was a punk was a product of the current product. He was a, you know, when he did that promo, it was it was halfway touching. I mean, yeah, it it he broke kayfabe if you want to call it that. I mean, that's been dead Quotes. for years. Got, Fairly genuine, but yeah. but he was he pulled back the curtain. He talked a little bit about you know Stephanie and Hunter as executives. Nobody else has really done that before. I mean, if they did, it was painfully like obvious that they were doing it on purpose. Yeah. Punk was he did like no one had ever done that before. So the problem with that is the only person that can do that going forward is Punk. So anybody else that does a pipe bomb, and I fucking hate that phrase, pipe bomb, pipe bomb, shit bomb, whatever you I want hate, to call I it. I hate it too, bro. I get mad But I get I it. Myself. You know, Punk called it that because, again, wrestling's about marketing yourself and coming up with phrases and stuff. And so that's fine. That's fine if he wants to do it. But now you have these idiots on the internet all like, oh, look at Owen's pipe bomb and all that stuff. It's like, oh, God, like, just take take me away, Calgon. It's too painfully obvious because it's what they're trying to do. But what I meant by starting off as CM Punk and ending as Stone Cold is because the beginning of the show, not the right, the very beginning, but like the first 10 minutes is when he did that, that quote pipe bomb uh, promo. And then the end is where we saw the stunner, you know, stunning the boss quote the boss and then running through the crowd and everything. Um, so that's what I meant by that. But yeah, it, it's painfully obvious that that promo was supposed to mimic the pipe bomb promo. And then but, like, yeah. like we, like we discussed through text um, that it's painfully obvious the way it ended with him coming in there, stunning, stunning Shane McMahon during all the chaos and, uh, you know, running through the crowd, running from security at the beginning and all that stuff. It's painfully obvious that that's the mimic of Stone Cold. And now, of course, you're seeing on all the, uh, the, the you know, the, the fan wrestling websites, WWE is trying to make Kevin Owens the next Stone Cold. It, it, it's, it's, it's painfully obvious and it's painful. It's painful just to, to watch and listen. It's cool because we love Kevin Owens. We all love Kevin Owens. And it's awesome that he's getting the reactions. But at the same time, you can't ignore their copying and pasting. That's what they're doing. Go back to the past, copy, paste in the present. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And one thing I'll always say about Kevin Owens, because I'm going to go into deep defend mode on Kevin. That's fine. Because I do love Kevin. Yes. I, I do. do. He, he, he's great. You know, whether he's a heel or a face, I don't care. Kevin makes everything work. And I, it's funny because I think we were texting Jess and, and Jess is like, well, if Kevin's so great, why do we constantly get him repackaged like 100 times over? And I said, and that was more of a I shot on the creative as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, but like, Bray, I like Bray Wyatt and all yes. that stuff. But what did I say, Jess? I said, you already know the answer to that. Good shit. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> you already know the fucking answer to that question, right? It's, it, it's meant to be rhetorical. It is a shot on creative because everything that they do with Kevin Owens or even a Bray Wyatt, not to get too far off tangent, but everything they do, whether it works or not, they fuck it up so bad they have to repackage it. And that's what's so frustrating with current product right now. And also, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 and also, like, the distinct difference is Austin. It's funny. Austin was totally character. What? He was a what? complete character. And it's funny how yeah. people like to remember him for not being a character. And he completely was. The whole premise was, fuck you, boss. That's what it was, which we all want to yeah. do to our bosses in real life, basically. Yes. Fuck you. Yeah, we you know, you, You're dumb something. and you're not running this place right. So that's the character, right? Like Kevin Owens, like they're not trying to make him a character. They're trying to have him break character and say, listen, real life boss, enough. Like there's yeah. a major the difference. Now, now it it's a different time. So back then with Austin McMahon, that was groundbreaking because they, but that was still everything was in character. Now they're trying to create. Let's let's pretend that this is real. That's that's yes. like the worst. Like if you start a sentence off and you're on a writing team for wrestling, you start off. So I want to do this thing where people think it's real. Like you're done. Like the NWO again, like they were characters, like they were characters. And that was as really as real as you can get. But obviously, if they're going to be on television, if Scott Hall was allowed to come from a crowd, we all knew it was fake. We all knew it, but it was different. He came through the crowd. He gets in the ring on Nitro. He's like, hey, yo. And people you didn't even cheer or WWE. boo. People so were shocked. Like, they were absolutely yeah. shocked to see him. But so, and yeah, they played like it's real. He's real. But let's be honest. If he really came through the crowd, security would take him away if he wasn't supposed to be yes. there. Let's not forget that. And I know, again, the, it's just the, the fine line. It's such a fine line. So it's easy for me to critique. But again, I don't I don't say the stupid things like, uh, well, I, I buy tickets and I buy merchandises. So I technically bought these guys' houses and I provide them the lifestyle. No, I don't think that at all. Yeah, Here's what I do, do think, though, that I buy for my money. All the pay-per-views I've bought and the network that I pay for nine. All the pay-per-views I've attended live, all the house shows I've attended live, all that stuff buys me my opinion. So that's why I'm saying my opinion. And my opinion is correct in the sense of because they're not doing anything that made them big in the past. They're doing everything that's anti what has made them big in the past. Like, again, I think I said it on a past episode. Vince wrote the book. He wrote the book on this and he forgets. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like, it's really, you wrote the book, dude. Like, you you created these formulas. You created the Hogan formula. You created the Attitude Era formula. You created all of this stuff that, how to breed them, how to produce. Like, he came up with camera angles that that other, and camera techniques what? that the, the NFL, NFL bought from him. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, I mean, so, I mean, it's just oh amazing God. to me how he forgets so much, like, about what he's created. I guess you do in the long run, but... I mean, we talked about that last on the last dark episode too. That you just forget what you know, like basically for lack he of a wrote, better phrase. He he wrote the book of good shit, and he doesn't read it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't read, or he thinks. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't read it anymore. He thinks he doesn't have to. See, I can just remember it off the top of my I head, pal, it. and it doesn't ah, work that way. So Stop they can do what it. That's fine, and I'm glad. And and you know, some people are talking, but it's not. It's not positive talk because here's what happens. So whenever he hits the stunner, I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is better and who is yes. bigger than anyone. And it's just, I'm not ripping on Owens because I think Owens is mega talented. But it, yeah. you know, so I need to. I don't want to preface anymore by saying that. That's just the way I feel about Owens. But but it's. It's not going to work. It's not like it's just not. You're Becky not going to break. 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Becky was organic, and then they watered her down by painfully yeah. writing her, which you could tell oh the God, difference. I was say the Becky was the one that was going. Becky was the stone cold. Like CM Punk was, if you want to say the stone cold. I hate saying that because no one's stone cold. But but CM Punk was the next guy. Hulk Hogan was the first guy. Austin was the second coming. Punk could have been the third coming, but they neutered him. And Becky could have been the forthcoming in the sense that she could have helped yes. really push the women's re- revolution yeah. or evolution. Because there was natural organic reaction to her too. Like, yes. like the, the fact that accidentally stupid Nia Jax busted her open and you had that, it, it, it's a, it's a pretty good image of her, uh, you know, bleeding yeah. and, and in the crowd. Oh, it's fantastic. And then they did stuff with her leg being injured and she comes in and hits people with crutches and security aren't going after her when she's supposed to be suspended. Right. She taps right. out to Oscar at the Royal Rumble. They, they overthink it. Shit. They overthink <laughs> it. They, they want to swerve you and stuff because they feel like, okay, we let the crowd give us the organic seed of yes. the idea, but now we're going to grow it. We're going to water it whatever we want. Yeah. You can't like, you can't like, yeah, the, I mean, we're going to get into it on the actual Austin episode, so I don't want to talk too much about him directly. Yes. But the main reason why he got over and we can fight about it later if people disagree um, is because he got injured and could not legitly wrestle in real life. That is the truth. That is the main reason why he was as big as he got. And if, without that, he would have been an over wrestler. Absolutely. He probably would have been their top baby face. But at the same time, like it would not have had the edge that he had. The Vince McMahon character wouldn't have been able to bite into that and really get his, you know, sink his teeth into the, the, the content. Like it just wouldn't have been the same. It would have worked. It would have been over all that stuff. But well, I mean, you, wouldn't have that, 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 you wouldn't have had that promo of. If you know, uh, me and the WWF, WWF fans care about you. And, you know, the whole, I appreciate the fact that you and the WWF fans care. Yeah. And, you know, I also appreciate that you could kiss my that, ass. Boom. That's the biggest well, thing. Even, that was the biggest that thing right there that sparked a, it. Even th- taking a step further what, to, to your point, Jess, when you're talking about um, Austin and McMahon, it, it has to be so incredibly controlled. And it can't be controlled unless Austin is not working. So... The, the one thing that I watched recently over the weekend when I was typing up the outline for Stone Cold, because, like, guys, it's coming. I swear to God, it's coming. I promise. But I was watching the whole Kiss My Ass segment with Vince and Stone I Cold. I loved it. And, yeah, I mean, we all loved it, right? But the thing about it is when you watch everything they're doing, there is literally not anything but one real Stone Cold Center in that whole segment. But the whole time, you know it's coming in anticipation, and Stone Cold is so patient. And he's like, "Well, let me." And then Vince is like, "Well, if you're gonna kiss my ass, you better get, you better, you better have some of this." And he breaks out chapstick. I mean, it is ten minutes before Stone Cold even gets within a foot of his ass. You know what I'm saying? It's like they they did so much to plot that out. It is so controlled, but it's so fun, and you know, I'm going to talk about it in the outline. At the end of the day, all anybody ever wanted was the finish, and the finish was the Stone Cold Center. Every fucking rock. But it, every it's just setting him up and, and knocking him great. down. All Vince did, Vince the character, all Vince the character did was I. He's a, he's a manager. If you want to classify him as something, that's technically what Mister Gamal. I know he. I know he took LA, his shirt right? off and he tried to. I'm the jackhammer, and you know he want he wrestled and stuff. But I mean that was just made you more pissed. Vince always knew that I have to get my one on one. I would get my ass beat in a second. It's not even. There's no question. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's no question. <laughs> sure. But 
But Austin would always have the last laugh, but McMahon would draw the storylines out and create drama by, you know, using the Undertaker or Kane in the storylines to get in Austin's way. So Austin couldn't get to Vince. That's where the weasel, that's where the weasel chicken shit bad guy was acting all confident and cocky. But when it came to it, it's like, why don't you face Stone Cold? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have the Undertaker do it. So that's what makes you hate Vince more. And it it prolonged everything because Austin had to get through all that stuff. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the Corvette was going to get filled with concrete. Vince was going to piss his pants. He was going to come to the ring with the Zamboni. He was going to come to the ring with the beer truck and squirt everybody. Ultimately, that was the fucking Austin has your number moment. And that's what they don't do today because Stephanie and Triple H have to get one over all the time. They have to look smarter than you. They have to be smarter than you. Shane McMahon has to wrestle. He has to pin people. He has to fuck it. It's wrong. It's all wrong. Vince would win shit by completely going out of his way. I mean, they would just fall short of just gunning Austin down with a rifle. That's what they would have to do for Vince to win a Royal Rumble or whatever they were going to do with Vince, right? But Austin always had a revenge plot. It it didn't take that long to get to. Whereas in today's product and what's going to happen with Owen is we're going to have a goddamn one-on-one match with Shane and Kevin Owens. And it's not going to work because it's not what works. Like, so... And it's not organic either. It's not organic. And I want a weasel that is hiding behind all these big soldiers. And and the way you prep it is you have the hero knock the soldiers down one by one as he's coming in. And then eventually yes he will finally get to the weasel and he will beat the shit out of him that's why saint valentine's day massacre which we'll probably talk about in the austin Woo! episode um yeah. actually didn't it didn't get a I big buy rate about the red rooster for a second it didn't though, to be honest. it didn't get a big buy rate because of the fact that people knew austin's gonna beat the shit out of him in a cage and they really staged that whole event just for the big show to debut which is fine yeah. which is fine that but that's why people were saying the climax finally didn't really make any sense because he finally got his hands on vince he finally he beat the shit out of him which you all knew was gonna happen and vince felt he needed to take Eventually. big bumps and it didn't work just like when shane gets in there and takes big bumps it doesn't work like yeah we remember shane from falling from shit or whatever but that's you know an austin or angle trying to throw him through glass and couldn't do it that's what you remember shane for that's fine but as far as storyline is concerned, if he's going to be the main evil villain, you got to be painfully obvious that you're lesser than the hero. You have to show everyone from the beginning. I am not as good as him. That's why I'm fighting so hard to stop him because I know that he's good and that, you know, Austin, again, he was the modern day Hulk Hogan. He wasn't yellow and red kiss babies Hulk Hogan. He was fuck you off son anybody, but that's just what the times were. That was the late nineties, early two thousands. So he fit the mold of the day, but the formula never changes. Does it? It never does. It never changes it. Bobby Heenan was feuding with Hulk Hogan. That's who was feuding with Hulk Hogan. It, people didn't, they don't know that by now. Like it was Bobby Heenan and he would throw his guys in front. And then he got the biggest and baddest guy, Andre. And then like when that wouldn't work, DiBiase steps in and he was a chicken shit. He was a wrestler, but he bought people like, you know, he showed, I can't beat you. I got to buy things like, so it's, it was all painfully obvious that Hulk was the best, but like it's these weasels, these assholes are going to create objectives. They're going to, they're going to do things. That's really it's an antagonist, and what are they calling? And and uh, I'm protagonist. Pro- yeah, there you go. Pro-tagonist. There you go. Second, thank you, cuz God. So uh, smartest man in life. You know, with with that, smartest man in the room. Um, if I play, if I play devil's advocate at that moment, what's the point then? If you say that, you know, Shane's not doing that. Not that I enjoy the storyline because well, I don't. What well, what's? I, aren't you feeling that Drew McIntyre and um, 
Elias. What's his fuck? Elias. Those guys are doing just that. He's developing. Well, they're doing it against uh, uh, fucking Roman Reigns. That's all they're they're really doing. And that's fine if they would have kept that. But they did that for what? A couple weeks. And then they decided now that they decided now now that Owens needs to, you know, cut a promo and, you know, talk about what's real and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, my God. But I mean, really, I I will give Owens credit. Shame, man. The the odds are stacked to get Shane because he's rivaling on both shows, which is fucking stupid. Let me let me ask a couple questions. That might change both of you guys. Two questions. No, no. Yes, two no. questions. One. Shut up. Uh, what I've been feeling, and what, I, and j- just because it, it's like once Owens mentioned it, because obviously you know fans are also complaining that they're tired of Shane taking up TV time. So let's let's fast or uh, let's rewind it. I should say it's. It seems like it's been obvious that they've been positioning Shane to be in this spot to rival uh, maybe a Stone Cold if they had planned that. Because it, I, to me, it, it seems obvious from everything from the best in the world tournament where he came in and won that ridiculous tournament and, you know, ridiculously that he won um, to shoving him down everyone's throats where people are actually complaining about him taking up all this time. He's got his muscle in Drew and, and Elias. And, 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 you know, answer if you agree on this or not. This is the first question. Do you think it's because we already know it's more than likely that he's going to be taking the title off of Kofi? And then this is where they plan the feud to try to recreate the Stone Cold and uh, Vince in that people are so pissed at Shane taking up all this time. That's why Owens mentioned it in his little, quote, pipe bomb promo, because the plan is probably going to be Shane takes the title off of Kofi and you're going to eventually lead it to be where they're pushing Owens as the Austin like figure to where people are going to be so behind it and they think it's going to work organically that, oh, this is the guy. Yeah, he's going to take the title off Shane. We're fucking sick and tired of Shane. Shane got the title from Kofi and he's being shoved down our throats. Do you think that's what they're trying to do here? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised because that's their awful, 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 awful thinking Um, because like and and it already has backfired in the sense that um, everything they've tried has been like shoving things down our throat. Like I, it would not surprise me at all. Like if that's what they, if that's what they tried to do. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's so misguided pushing him down our throats to the point where that's what we want to see. Like where we're like, yes, Kevin Owens. Yeah. No, that's what they think. And that's, that's the problem. That's why I'm scared that the Bischoff and Heyman thing won't do a goddamn thing because the mentality in, in that company here's it. I'll put it in a nutshell. They think Baron Corbin's heat is good heat and it's not. So they will naturally think that Shane McMahon, oh, you don't like him on TV? Well, then we're going to winkity-dinkity, put him on TV every week. Huh? That's going to get you pissed, right? They don't know the difference anymore between Baron Corbin fucking die. Um, or or Baron Corbin, don't be at the top of the card or even the mid. We're not, we don't want you here. Uh, they don't know the difference between that and something that's like, you know, no, I really hate this guy because he's a good heel, like Mr. McMahon, the character or something like that. They don't know the difference. So because you're right, that probably is where they're going, but it's absolutely 100 percent wrong. And if that's the way that the McMahon or the Heyman and Bischoff thing is going to go, it's going to fail. It's going to do the same thing. If this is Vince's spin, if he's hiring people again, like I think I said it, I compared it to headlines. If he's doing it just to get headlines, to throw people off the scent that he's still in charge. No, Heyman's in charge, pal. Bischoff's in charge, pal. I'm just I'm an old man. Where am yeah. I? What the fuck? Like if he's going to do that again, we're not dumb. That's as dumb as thinking that oh, Baron Corbin actually oh, has legit heel that. heat. And he doesn't. He has get the fuck off my TV or I will throw it out my window heat. And that is not good. He has changed the channel heat. Like that's not good. And and people just people in that company don't see that until that goes away, until that 
that perception or that the way of thinking goes away in that company, it will never change. We will see a good raw like we saw, and then we'll see a fucking abysmal raw the next week. Just a fucking garbage. And SmackDown was good, but I always say it. SmackDown ends up being good because it's only two hours. If it was three yeah. hours, trust me, it would be just as bad as raw. Yeah. And and it's it just it's it's just it's all of this is a waste. The Pritchard rehiring and the Bischoff and the Heyman and the oh and the Titan Tron and the wow. All of this is a waste if the thinking behind the scenes is Baron Corbin has good heat, not bad heat. And you don't like Shane, that means we're gonna put him on the TV more. They don't know that Shane McMahon is getting Baron Corbin heat, but on SmackDown, he's getting get them the fuck off my television now heat. Instead of like people are like, no, no, you mean He's a good heel heat. No, I don't mean that. I mean, fuck you and fuck your company. And I'm going to change the channel. You don't really mean that. No, you, you mean, yeah, you mean like if there was any competition at the same time, you'd be changing the channel. Oh my Christ. Well, we'd be changing the channel. The ratings would be worse. Doesn't that suck though? When the veil's lifted and you see through all that shit. Like I, I hate it. Like, because it's painful. Like, like we were just talking about right that, uh, you know, what I mentioned as far as what they're probably planning on doing. It sucks that the veil is lifted in that sense and that we know what you're trying to do. You're trying to force it. Yeah. Like you said, Shane has that, that get off my TV heat. I, I just hope that at least at the very least it's enjoyable as far as the matches that we get. I hope that maybe there's, I think it's kind of always been though. Well, actually, no, I take it back. It won't be because <laughs> that stupid, no fucking match during commercial rule. Um, so now it's fucking worse. Like you're going to get four well, minute no, matches. No, no, no. Bullshit. no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, as like far pay-per-views? as what, revolving around, you know, Kevin and all that stuff. And, I, I oh, and, and, and on a side tangent, let me just say that actually I know people are bellyaching about this, but doing different things and trying to get more creative so that you're not missing a match on Raw during commercial is not the end of the world. Like, no, it's, it's not. not. I would rather them handicap matches in the sense of not handicap like two on one. I mean, like handicap matches and keep them four minutes or five minutes in length on raw because yes. I want the pay-per-views. The, you, I just call them pay-per-views. They're really not pay-per-views anymore. I, no. I, paper stream. I don't know what you want to call them. Um, but but I would Special rather events. those be more important. And that's where I get my 15, 16 minutes, yes. you know, Owens versus whatever. Then me getting it on raw. I mean, every now and then, yeah. yes, it's good to have a good main event on raw that goes 15, 20 minutes. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, but and you got to figure out the commercial break at that point. Maybe take them all, you know, whatever at one well, time. I wouldn't then, mind if they did, if they worked it where like, if they could somehow position it where like you get a four to five minute match every time and then maybe just the main event, yeah. like to make it a big deal. Like this yeah. is the only well, two out of three falls of the so night. So I'm giving them the benefit that of the goes, doubt on this one. I want them to have time to figure this out. People are yes. so fast to shit on everything. So I will defend them in that sense. Like I'm not totally unfair. Like it, that, I want them to work this. I don't think that's a bad concept of, no, you know what? Not. Let's not, you know, we'll let's not out, have right? matches through the commercial. Let's because sometimes matches end up being long for no reason just because they know they have to go through a commercial break. And we don't want to see Baron Corbin for fucking nine minutes versus anybody. So I'm fine with that. I, well, I'm honestly, it, it brings back it brings back your argument, Jess. It brings back the argument of bring some fucking prelims back. And yes, yep, a, prelim. little, yep, there a you little go. bit. We've seen some prelims or enhancement talent. I think the Viking the Raiders, Raiders went through another set yeah, this week. They did. And their sick and mind. Fine. What Bobby Lashley did to Rey Mysterio was getting Bobby Lashley over, and it wasn't. It was it's no, pissing. It you don't you don't use Ray to get people over like that. It's no. meaningless when that you happens. You could have you could have brought someone in from the city. You could have brought yes. someone. Bobby Lashley coming back thing, and selling and selling the moves like he wasn't hurt or whatever would have worked just as fine on a prelim because that's really what the big thing was is to get Lashley over like a badass. That's you know, you the have point, you yeah. have Braun in the hospital and he couldn't, but fucking Lashley, you know, comes in fucking shiny like a brand new toy. You know, like he's not even hurt. 
and he just destroys a prelim in four seconds. It's the same message. Instead, you sacrifice Ray. Why? Well, we can't go into commercial break with the match. So don't do it at all. Huh? So don't do it at all. It's like what Conrad always yells at Bruce about. Why would you do it at all? Well, because we had to. No, you didn't. Why wouldn't you no, just not there, do that match? Like, there's so, well, fight. there's so many other guys there. Like, you know, you're already shit on yeah. these other guys that don't get TV time. You might as well have used one of them for that. Yeah, why couldn't uh, Zack Ryder fucking lose to Bobby or have, Lashley? Have I don't know why. Zack Ryder and Curtis Hawkins. You might as well. Yeah. You've already shit in that bed and fucking fucked that up long time ago you might as well have had him dominate they, I, but i know they're thinking is <laughs> a it's ray and b well we needed a reason for lashley to surprise you if we had a planned prelim match you would think the announcers would announce oh by the way next bobby lashley in action you know like i get what they're saying but i'm like just don't put yourself in that position it's all fake so you can yeah. you can script whatever you, you still, want to make sense you still could have said that just all oh, bobby lashley's in ash is back in action and then before you go to break how is that possible? And then you have the prelim in the ring. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, like ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, you know we here have, comes Bobby yeah. Lashley. I can't believe he's even walking. Ladies right and gentlemen, we have Kurt Hawkins in the ring, and I, I'm hearing something over my earpiece. His opponent is, and then boom, his music hits. Bobby Lashley. Like I thought he was dead. You know whatever. That's, <laughs> why can't why yeah, can't or, you do uh, that? Goes, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, holy says it again. Holy shit! Every time he sees him, like, like but yeah. So I, why couldn't that happen? I don't understand why that couldn't that happen. They make it hard on themselves and they overthink things. No, to do it, wouldn't it be majorly impactful if he just beats the shit out of Ray? Why he's Ray yeah, is like one of your top impactful. drawing Latino wrestlers. Why? Why would you do yeah, that? Well, that and he and he's no why? bigger than a prelim anyway, so it's not shocking if you if he came in and, and you know destroyed and demolished. I, I, I mean, know, I get that. Yes, like Bobby Lashley should be able size. to destroy someone of Ray's size. I get yeah. that, but at the same time, like, why can't Bobby destroy prelim and then after they got back from the commercial, hey, guess what? The returning Rey Mysterio Jr. is facing a prelim. <gasps> why would that? And then you just push two wrestlers. Isn't that fucking weird? I love. Instead, yeah. I no, love I know. Instead of <laughs> shitting on one, shitting on a legend, a, a legit big draw for your company and your uh, certain demographic, mm-hmm. and, and and pushing Lashley over who gets no reaction. And I like or, Lashley. I think I think Lashley's cool. I think that TNA of all places used him better. I can't believe I'm saying that. And like it just <laughs> it. It, I don't understand how they're missing the mark with him. He's everything that they want. You you got to put a good mouthpiece with him, though. But fucking bring, you know what? Or on top of that, while, that while I'm bringing it's prelims back and, and original yes, Pepsi, bring back fucking managers. What the fuck is wrong yes, with managers? Bring, back bring managers. them back. Like, Which is why understand. I didn't mind Leo Rush, even though that was annoying. The Lashley, that part was horrendous, but. But I didn't bring mind him back, as a mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. But I mean, he was fine. But Or bring back, you know, if you don't, don't bring back like Baron Corbin managers, managers no. that are bigger than their talent. Yeah. Bring back that. fucking, that find someone that looks fucking old. And by old, I mean like legit 50 year old. You know, someone who's not like, yeah, I'm not saying of some fat slob like Paul Bear. I'm saying like somebody like <laughs> that, that was a shout out to Joe. Um, that I don't, I'm not saying like do that, but you <laughs> know, Jimmy Hart didn't look like a wrestler. Bobby Heenan didn't look like a wrestler. Um, you know, Slick didn't look like a wrestler. So if Mr. Fuji used to be a wrestler, but he looked old when he retired. So they made him a manager. He fucking used a cane and all this shit. Like, so why not do that now? Why do you have to you know when they do try to bring back managers? They try to bring back like speaking of that. Um, this is just more further proof as to why NXT is better. I don't know the guy's name, but I don't know if you guys have seen him. Uh, he's been managing oh, Riddick Moss, and I don't remember the other guy. Uh, it's another uh, NXT, uh, one of the newer guys um, that they, you know, it's a random tag team that just formed together. But they have a mouthpiece. They have a manager, a guy that's dressed up in a suit. He's he kind of the look almost reminds me of Harvey Whippleman. You know, just a guy with these with these suits and glasses, and he's doing all the annoying talk. Because like, because because. 
What? It's Jess Wobbleman. Get it right. Okay. Jess Wobbleman. Just- just what we'll but no, that, and that's oh, what that's I mean. Right. Like, so for example, they have like classes. Right they they bring wrestlers in the the performance center to wrestle, right? Obviously, then they also have separate classes for referees. A lot of people don't know that, but mm-hmm. they do. They mm-hmm. train the referees. So why would you have a separate class for managers? Like people who just don't have the ring shape or they're not in shape or whatever, but like they, you know, you go through a couple of managers like, oh, that guy has a fucking face. I want to punch. Let's see if he can cut a promo. Let's see if I can get him. You know, you got you can't look as good as your talent when you're a manager. That's the that's why Bobby Heenan was so good, because if Bobby Heenan was in shape and muscular, I, I, yeah, he's very funny. <laughs> he was super talented, but I don't know if it would have worked that well. Like Paul Ellering could only manage Legion of Doom because they were so big. But Paul yes. Ellering was legitly fucking in shape. He's still in shape now, Paul Ellering. Ring. He's actually, a, yeah. you know, Paul Ellering will whip your ass like in a second right now. But he looked great against the Road Warriors, so it worked. But when you put Paul Ellering against other managers, you're like, God damn, Paul Ellering's fucking a big motherfucker. Like he's ripped. Like you know, you don't want that in your managers. Like you don't want that. The character Mr. McMahon worked with that because we thought he was out of shape because he was the man. He was the announcer for years that you never knew was the owner with the fucking jackets with the massive shoulder pads. You know, like so, but to see him muscular made you laugh, but he was still a bitch. He still got his ass beat, you know, but at the same because he wasn't a wrestler in the storyline. Austin was a real wrestler. Vince was not a real wrestler. He might have been in shape, but he knew Vince knew behind the scenes like, okay, I'm not a real wrestler, so I can't out wrestle him. That makes zero sense. So to have again to go back to Shane to have him do better stunts than most of the wrestlers like, you know, Mick Foley was special. So to see him get thrown off a cage is like only McFoley can do that. That's nobody else should dare try that because only. But then fucking Shane, you know, when he fought what Steve Blackman of all people at a SummerSlam, he fucking fell from the grid, wasn't it, Dude, or something like that? Yeah, what, yeah, you, the, everything that you're showing Shane do, well, look at the you're kind of shitting on on McFoley and everybody that you know. He saved those spots for this is a hard spot to do. Nobody should do this, and people do it rarely because no, not no, very few people can do it. And then Shane McMahon's like, no, I can fall off that. No, I know you missed the point, Shane. No, no, look it look at me no i know shane that's the whole point is psychology no look i'll jump off it right now no i know you're gonna don't jump off it right now okay he jumped off it right now fuck like you know and that's what shane does but vince is like go ahead pal go ahead son do it like why like why why have a competitive match with anybody i never i never liked shane for that reason even when he was in his prime because like he, he's having competitive matches with kurt angle yeah we all remember him not being able to be thrown through the glass or whatever that was a mistake actually but i mean it's burned in yeah. our heads but when you go back and watch that match that was a brutal fucking match it went like it went like 15 20 minutes at least like so he was having a competitive match with the best wrestler in the world now i know they were saying that well it's a street fight so that's where shane's advantage is um i don't i don't know if you if you've seen Kurt Angle lately he could pretty much beat your ass doing whatever he wants that's how good he is like it's it, it doesn't make any sense to me I don't know like I can talk about it forever but I mean it's just like it's just they they forget the basics like cuz says like it's not it's just fucking this guy is going to get some attention he's going to be like a manager he's probably going to do well and they're going to get him up on the main roster and probably shit on him or probably turn him into a 205 live guy you know what I mean well, like they're just actually you know what the, the, I can't believe I fucking didn't realize this um but that manager uh, his name is Robert Strauss, but it's actually uh, Robbie E from Impact. Is it really? Wow. Yeah, because I forgot he signed earlier in the year, and yeah, he's managing uh, Riddick Moss and uh, Dan Matha. That that was. But he's a cruiserweight, and he could as long as he wears like a suit and tie or something, he doesn't show off. Because Robbie E's in really good shape. He he's um, wear, he wears a suit and glasses. Yeah, and he's like, like I'm not yeah. a manager. Like, I'm a brand. Like that's how he's he's going around. Fine, that's you know? fine too. But man, always manage people bigger than you. Like that's no, they, all. These that's guys fine. are huge compared to him. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Like that's and no, the um, uh, authors of pain. That's why um, Paul Ellering was good with them because they're yes. big dudes. 
So like you have to be careful about who you put in there. But then again, like, yeah, you could use guys like that. Or what's the fuck? Why am I forgetting the guy's name uh, with Bobby Lashley? You said his name earlier. Oh, Leo Rush. Yeah, I know he's getting shit, you know, because I guess he's a dick backstage or he's a diva or whatever. But I mean, yeah, like, Leo, I thought you'd keep going, man. You keep going with Leo. You develop him. That's yes, the thing is like they just throw him with he, Lashley. He, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, they throw him with Lashley, and then they're just like, well, let's keep trying to develop Lashley. I'm like, no, develop Leo, who will help Lashley get over. It's it's a formula that you wrote. Like, it makes you so mad. Like, like oh, you wrote the book on this shit. Like, and I, Vince didn't write the book on managers, because managers were around for years. But, but I mean, you know, obviously, Vin, Vince bought everybody when he first started. So, Bobby Heenan grew somewhere else, and Grand Wizard grew up somewhere else, and uh, Hart, Jimmy Hart came from the South, and, you know, all that stuff. But, I mean, like... You just you wrote the book on how to like to groom people and make characters work. Do it again. That's all you have to do. But he's not it. Uh, uh, Bischoff and Heyman were to get headlines to throw you off the scent because everybody was blaming Vince for this depression that we're in right now. Everyone's blaming Vince because Vince goes out of his way to be like, the buck stops with me, pal. Even though he, you know, in Hall of Fame speeches, don't mention my name. I'm so modest. I, I'm so modest. No, you know, you want everyone to say that because that puts more value on you when they say that. Don't mention Vince. You know, it's a big thing. And Triple H did a whole fucking five minute joke about it, you know, on the, yeah. their Hall of Fame speech. Vince does it all on purpose to keep his ego huge and to keep people really holding Vince up. And I get it. If you're a good boss or manager, you got to kind of be sort of like up higher than everybody else. And I fully respect that and agree with that. But like you cannot your ratings are so bad. It's time to stop fucking playing. It's time to get serious and get your fucking product serious. Don't play games and just try to make a couple big headlines to distract the people. See, look at that shiny object over there. I'm still in charge. No, don't do that. Vince, let it go. Put other people in charge. You could still be there. You could still be, you know, I work for a company where the original guy who started the company, he wasn't the CEO anymore. His son was, but he still came to work four days out of the week and he was 83 years old. Fine. But he didn't, he still talked to the son and sat there and asked him, what are you doing? And oh, what's that deal about? And all that stuff. So he was still involved, but the son was the new guy and he ran the business and he made the decisions and all that stuff. Vince has to let it go. And I don't well, know if Shane's the guy that can run the company, but like Steph and Triple H are next, man. They are. And like, that's just, are. it's what it needs to be. And you can't like, no hiring of the past and the Bischoffs and the, you know, all that. It's just, to, it's to distract people. But if you're, if you're still going to play that dumb game of the buck stops here, pal, you're then. Yeah, it will stop there, Vince. If you know what I'm saying, I, that's not a good thing. It will stop there and it, it will literally stop there because you're going to piss off networks so bad. People don't want to give billions of dollars unless they get, you know, back on their return. Right. Like, so it's not going to happen much. You get on Fox and you start drawing shit ratings like you're in trouble. You're in major trouble because what's going to happen is you're going to get demoted to Fox Sport Net. And then when that happens or Fox Sports one or whatever they call it, their shit channel. And then your stockholders are going to be like loser and they're going to go. <laughs> and then guess what? The XFL. I don't see how that's going to be a big fucking success either. I think they might, you know, if they run the business right, it might be OK. But I don't know, man, like he's really really setting himself out for some really bad shit right now. I just feel it's coming. And every time I see the good raw that we saw and then right back to the shit, I get so confident in my opinion of man, I'm not saying they're going to go out of business because they're so big. It's going to be hard to put them out of business, but we're about ready to see a catastrophe, like a big fall, like a really bad one. And I, again, I think they're so embedded that they wouldn't go out of business. I think there's so many other investors and, you know, they know how to make money. WWE, they know how to market themselves and do yeah. all that. But I think that we are, we are headed for uh, something really bad. I don't think this Bischoff and Heyman thing's going to help. I'm I'm sorry. I really don't. Maybe I'll eat my words after Extreme Rules, but we saw that great Raw 
where Heyman, quote unquote, taken over. And then we saw the dismal raw that we saw last week. And then now headlines are hitting. Oh, well, they're not really starting till after Extreme Rules. Well, really, I think Heyman had a lot to do with that good raw. I think he did. No, he did. I mean, it he was did. reported, right? I mean, I think that I think he did. He did, but there was no reports. He should have been involved with the week after it, too. There was no yeah. trial. You know, maybe they did that behind the scenes. They didn't tell anybody. They wanted Heyman to do one, and then they wanted to go back to their old formula and see yeah. how different it looked. Until, yeah, and then until I, I don't know how. I mean, it, you, it makes you have sense five, to hold off yeah, anyway. You have five years worth of shows that you could look at. Why sacrifice another week at this point, right? Why give us a big raw and hold, you know, get people all excited, and the ratings actually went up a little bit and all that stuff, and it was all positive, and then you give us the absolute dog shit that you gave us last week. It scares me to death because I'm like, oh, man, like, he really is in charge still man it's not going to get better i hope i'm wrong i hope after extreme rules when they hand the reins over we see these these beautiful different products and it's all good and everyone's gonna, they're gonna make mistakes I, right they're gonna yeah, push the wrong people and figure stuff out. that's fine that's all about it right how many times are we growing up where we see someone come and go oh i guess that guy didn't work out i guess yeah. you know i guess uh fantasma remember the magician that they had in the mid 90s oh like God. he didn't work out you know i guess uh you know tugboat didn't last very long i guess <laughs> You know, I guess the who didn't last very long. And, you know, so they tried stuff and it's fine. That's going to happen. That's totally natural. But when you don't have a control on your top guys, like we're talking about Owen and emulating Austin, and they're trying to copy formulas, you're in major, major trouble. If you don't remember what the character Mr. McMahon meant to Austin, if you don't remember that, I don't know what to say for you. I just don't because you're in trouble. And and you're not gonna you're not gonna get out of this by by putting Owens over by doing that one week and all that stuff. Like he's just literally going out there and saying what we all think at this point. Like you know, hey, ratings are down. This shit sucks. You take up too much TV time. That's in, that we all think that, right? He's not putting a wrestling spin on it. He's just saying the obvious. Austin was a character, and Austin said stuff in his character. CM Punk, as direct as we all thought he was, he stayed in his character. That was his character. And good people know how to do that stuff. And good writers know how to nurture that. And obviously you see what they did to CM Punk. They shit on him. They cooled him down. Triple H pinned him like a month later or whatever it was. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, it's all ridiculous. And until they realize that, until they realize that they're their own poison, it's, it sucks, man. I'm a wrestling fan and I want them to do well, but it's, it's not going to get better. It won't. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think. You know, it kind of it kind of says it all, man. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody this is what everybody thinks they want. They want to go back to the Attitude Era, so they try to give them visibility of what it was. But there's several big gaps missing, and I think to Jess's point, like if, if Shane's gonna sit here and do what mankind to do, what does that say to man about mankind? Like he's he's shitting on the product on a daily basis. Just by doing what only wrestlers should be able to do, Triple H is the same way. He's got to wrestle in every fucking promotion there is, every fucking WrestleMania. He has to be in it. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. Give new people new opportunities. Let them be themselves. Because if you let Kevin Owens be himself and you and you say, you know, instead of being Stone Cold dot two, you know, or 2.0, hey, Kevin, what do you think we should do? And you actually give him some yes. real input. I guarantee you he would return on investment because he is that invested. You can tell by what he puts into what he's given that he's invested. When you have somebody like that, the best thing you can do is cheer him loose. That's what they did to The Rock. They turned him loose. They Stone Cold, Punk. They turned him loose a little bit. And only when they try to rein it back in because they think it's too much, that's when it goes to yeah, and, that, and that's really what happens. It happened in every single – I mean, and, and to the point of that – Punk going home for real. Austin going home for real. 
that's what the fans think it has to be. It has to be that close to the edge. But I'll be honest with you. For the most part, I'd probably say 80% of the time, Punk wasn't mad until the end. Stone Cold didn't go home until it was really time to go home. The whole time he was he was kicking you know, Vince in the balls and delivering stunners to him, they were in the back laughing about how great it was afterwards. That's the difference that Jess is talking about. They are playing characters. When it gets too real, that's when it's fucked. That's when Punk went home. That's when Punk's like, what the fuck is going on? When So Cold's yes. like, this is fucking stupid. I'm going home. But the fans want to associate that with, it's so great. That's what happens because it's really real. It's like, no, it wasn't as real as you think until it got really stupid. And then it got real. That's yeah, why that's, Moxley left. That's why Sasha walked. That's why Cody's exactly. Gone. That's not exactly. good for this company. It does good for outside because now we're now we're all looking at other things out there, which is great. That's why it's so great to be a wrestling fan right now. But it's not good for Vince. It's not good. And this reality stuff has got to stop. You you know, they nobody really knew how to harness social media, and but they didn't try because they really are. You know, we think of them as this big together company and you see the inside of their offices and it's so great and all that stuff. And they're so official and there are this, they're publicly traded now and this and that, but honestly they don't, yes. they're a wrestling company and Vince fights it every day. No, we're an entertain. No, you're not. You're a fucking wrestling company. Your product falls on this formula that is decades old that you just change with times to make it more modern, but it's the same formula and that's called professional wrestling. And the more you fight it, the more it's going to, it's going to hurt. And, and, you without the star power, none of this makes any sense. You know, I could stand the Maria, you know, storylines of I'm pregnant and all that. When the yeah. top of the card is on fire, like Austin and DX, I can handle all that shit because it's trial and error. That might work, maybe it not work. Uh, I'll never tolerate that um, giving birth to a hand ever. That's stupid. Um, but but I mean, you will tolerate that. I I will go along with the 24 hour yes. uh title and how funny uh Drink you know uh Drink. um what's his face is uh. Truth is, and all that stuff, and Drake, yeah, they're very funny. But when that's all, and the, how great the vignettes yeah. for Bray Wyatt is, and all, I will go along with all of that and ride, and, and I'll experiment with you, and I'll do that. But if the top of the card is shit, and that's the only thing you're giving me, I don't accept it. I don't because I can only chuckle so much at someone running from from a you know challengers that are after his title. I can only chuckle so much, you know, with with someone on a plane with other wrestlers, and every wrestler should be <laughs> fucking dogpiling him, trying to pin him into sleep. But yet, but yet, you know, our truth's the only one that knew how to do that. Okay, I, but I will I will ignore that if the rest of the card is smart and the way it's supposed to be. If you have a certain yeah. realism to to it, you know, the main, the main card, card is, is serious, wrestling. and you do funny stuff like. Yeah, like Bang 316, and I get it, and the fucking concrete and the Corvette and all that. That's You're going to have that, too. But Austin was challenging for a title. He was serious. He was, fuck you, boss. He was, you're not going to tell me what to do. That's just more of a serious tone. Whereas, and then we could laugh at the undercard stuff. But when you're only giving me good on which shows me that WWE has good writers. They're just, they're either so depressed or they're programmed to be lazy. And that's scary because they are lazy. It's all lazy writing. It doesn't mean that there's not talent there. Don't waste it. Don't waste it, please. Like, Vince, fucking, you're going to die someday. You just will. Maybe you won't die for another 100 years. <laughs> Would not surprise me. But, like, you are going to die someday. You got to let other people influence the product. You're old. You just, I know it sucks, man. Why does it have to be such a violent takeover in most of these things? Why does someone have to die or someone have to, you know, pretty much fuck someone over in real life and take a company from them to show them that you're not, you're not what this company needs anymore. Well, Why does it be like that? Why can't it just be like, you know what? 
I've had a hell of a run. I'm in my 70s. Yeah. I'm going to go bang some hookers. Like, and why can't you just he's, do that? Why can't you do that? Because he's more machine than man. Yeah, he's, he's fucking part Terminator like Vince watch. is. And I, <laughs> I admire it. Again, we can, you know, yeah, I just fucking, God, you know when, know when to hold them and know when to hold them, baby. Like, it's just fucking. Linda's going to watch all of this. It's That's a good Sunday for me. It's a it's time to fold well, your it's time to it, fold the tent, buddy. Like and give well, it to Triple H and give it to Stephanie. Yes. And he can be a consultant. Who's to say Vince can't just fucking trawl in? Like, oh look at Vince over there. He's in Crocs this week. Like that's fine. Like that's why, can't, why, why can't that be? Like why can't Vince just walk the, in? Uh, the Bischoff Heyman. Not that he's gonna like as soon as they start. All right, you guys are in charge. See you later. Um, I, I I'm hoping and I'm thinking maybe this could be possible. Uh, you know everything from with the XFL coming in up, and 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 you would think he might want to focus more on the business side of WWE and the XFL. Maybe this is just a slow transition into okay, we could bring in Bischoff and and Heyman, two guys that you know I I I butted heads, but I know these guys will disagree with me, and also at the same time, I will be comfortable and confident to know that I got these two guys who have been in the business for a long time. And then I have Triple H and Stephanie taking over. You know, I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. I'm saying uh, slow. I have, I have two people transition. that I hired that. Yeah, I know. That two I people beat. that I fucking that? over. That I know aren't smarter than me. Like, that's well, the thing. I'm is saying like, like you maybe, know, he, I, I, maybe again, the, we should do a whole episode. We should do a whole yes. other episode on Heyman and Bischoff because like it. Yeah, I'm a fan of Bischoff. Yeah, I, I, I've always liked Eric Bischoff and what he did. But uh, God, the God damn it. The guy made some huge mistakes and he never knew. Bischoff never knew what he had. He says it all the time. I never knew. So I hope he. But what is it? What was the quote that just came out recently? Bischoff did an interview and he's like, I have a lot to learn. Really? You're going to go and be the head executive for fucking Fox, you dumb shit. And your comment is, man, I got a lot to learn. You should already know it. You're fucking in it now, my friend. Like you are, he, you know, you uh, Bischoff yeah. has no he's idea about the serious, product, though. Though. he he uh i i i think it may have been the same oh yeah interview that- me too i would do the same thing too i would move with that is that serious yeah. enough for you but when i get in my fucking chair and they're just like how are we gonna do this you know i really don't know because i fucking i really fucked my company didn't i <laughs> the first time so what i mean what is he really gonna do like oh, come on like what's he really gonna do I'm not gonna do anything. He's not, Bischoff's gonna. That's gonna be the biggest wreck from a pro wrestling standpoint. I think. He won't do what Heyman. Unless he's do. smart enough to get people. Yeah, Heyman kind of is the source of but creativity. Production he wise, he might make that difference there. But maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Bischoff might just surround himself with writers and be like, okay, you guys are gonna, you know, be the creative. I'm gonna be the production guy. That could work. I'm not and saying that Shane he and he's Triple gonna, H and those people to put, you know, to to have his back in that sense. Yeah, I think so. everyone's just thinking that he's going to run it the same way as Heyman runs Raw. And maybe not. Maybe Heyman's going to run it as like, yeah, I'm, I'm also going to be one of the head creative guys because he is that creative, you know. But maybe Bischoff might be like, well, I'm going to run it more of like I'm going to hire head creative guy or take someone that we already currently have and make him my head. Creative well, that's why guy, their positions are I'm gonna, executive you know, director of creative. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe they will. And maybe I'm just trying to look into the crystal ball too much. I mean, I do like a lot about what Bischoff, the vision that he had and stuff yeah. and what he did administratively. So it might work. We all enjoy WCW, right? When it was good. I mean. Because of last week's Raw, I just I feel pretty confident in the fact that we're going to see a fucking like a bag of shit lit on fire. Like, I just kind of feel that's going to yeah, happen. I hope I'm wrong. To each their own. I don't think so. But every, every week slow, they, they show me. That's that's joy. That's joyous. But Jess, that's joyous for at least one. Well, side. yeah. But I mean, I, I don't understand. I, right. I mean, I, if people want to be optimistic, that's fine. Yeah. I feel I am optimistic. I'm just citing what I see. Like, yeah. and, I mean, I just I, think it's going to be slower you're, you're, than everyone else yeah. thinks. Everyone thinks it's just going to be. Yeah. First thing after extreme rules. It's it, we're back. You know, you're, you're telling me you're telling me that your favorite color is, you know, red. 
and I'm not I'm not saying that to play off SmackDown or Raw. I'm just saying you're telling me that your favorite color is red, but every day I see you come in, and not one day do you wear red. After a while, I'm going to be like, I thought you said your favorite color is red. Do you not like wearing red? I I'll, I'll do it. I'll wear red. Okay, okay. I, I just I'm just saying like, your favorite color is red, but you never wear red. I, I will. I will. Okay. All right. Okay. I feel that's what like I do with Vince and his product every week when I watch it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you good television. Okay. Well, when, I mean you're not doing it right now, so when are you gonna do that? I will though. Okay. Uh, when? when? Well, oh, but I will soon. Like I okay. said before, if when, if, if, if he's not gonna make the changes to steer it in the right direction, I mean it's probably it's obviously not gonna be him making the decision alone. He might he might go down with a fight, and it might take you know the combine the combination of Shane, Stephanie, Linda, Bischoff, Heyman to steer him. But what? <laughs> Cause why? Cause why do you think this is going to be a hostile takeover? Bro? No, like, I don't mean like no, they're going to hold nobody, him down and fucking beat the maybe shit. They out maybe they should. Maybe because saying that you're, unless, you're saying like they're going to they're going to let unless Vince no. is purposely wanting to crash his company into the ground. There, there's no way well, that it's that's not gonna, oh god. I don't. We're, we've already ran too long this episode. I can't even. Fine. I can't believe. I can't believe you said that right now. It's, it's not. Like, and some people actually think that that's true, and it's just the dumbest fucking. No, shit I don't I've think he's like, gonna, I don't think. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no reason. Nothing is. Nothing is as romantic as you think it is. Right. Like nothing is, nothing is. He's an old yeah. man that's out of touch, and that's it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking through you because I'm not talking. No, at he you. is an old I'm, man out of touch. I, I, but I mean, that's no, it. That's and, it. And it's nobody, not, it's not and this, nobody is telling him. What if one of the investors in him are crashing in on purpose? What if no, no, not that. Uh, uh, uh. Like, what no. if he knows the AEW? He's letting AEW take some of the thunder right now, and then he's going to come from the ashes and show everyone. Like, what? That's not. That's a no. That's a when script. I'm saying, um, unless that's his a, plan quite, is quite to frankly, quite frankly, crashes. Quite frankly, that's just that's a script he should be writing. To be honest, on his first TV because it's fucking creative. But I mean, like, it it's not going to happen in real life. What's happening is real life. It, what usually happens in real life behind the scenes on any company is so painfully boring because it's so. He's an old man and he's out of touch, and that's the end of my sentence. That's it. And, yeah, and, and no one's going to challenge him because he's the Vince McMahon yeah, exactly. and he is the WWE and like all that. No one's going to touch him. That's literally what it is. So people want to keep their jobs and they're going to do. What do I have to do here to, to, to keep my job? I got, yeah, you, bro, no, you're right. It's Al Davis. You're Al right. Davis ran the Raiders till he died. Mm-hmm. You're he totally right. Till he died. Bro. You're totally right. And that's and that's it's boring because that, you know, this podcast would have been five minutes long if we all agreed on that. But I mean, it is fun to talk about it and stuff like that. And and uh, and but at the same time, like, that's it. That he's not conspiring to let it go down a little bit so he could rise no, it back up and make that. it, you know. No, I'm not saying you said that. I'm saying I've seen that online. I've seen people uh, say that like, but. But and that's just dumb, you know. That's people who like fantasy Jesus. booking and shit like that. And it just doesn't. That shit doesn't fly with me. But it's not. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do any good. Like it really doesn't. Like thinking I, in the past and being like, yeah. "What if Macho Man beat Hulk?" Yeah, but it didn't happen though. But what if? Sweet, it didn't happen. Though. I guess how I, I should. What if though? How I should have yeah, worded it, it is. Happen. I guess if if we're thinking that it's not going to ever get better, then we just have to assume in real life that he doesn't care and that he's just going to watch his company crash and burn. Which we know that's not realistic. That no, not I don't even. I, no, I mean, I see what you're saying. I, I'm not. I'm not saying you're on that other side of the yeah. people who I was describing. I'm just saying that no, he doesn't know that he's crashing and burning his company. That's what's scary. Is he's old and out of touch. Being old and out of touch means you don't get it. Like period. That you don't get it. That's a blanket phrase. You know, he always like used to say like get it mm. and do you have it? It's funny. He doesn't have it anymore. Like it's really funny how we always used to kind of bag on him for saying that. Like what is it, Vince? What is the brass ring? What is that? But he doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't know that he doesn't have it either. He still thinks he has it. So he goes to work every day going, I have it. And everyone's like, you don't though. 
But whatever, Mr. McMahon, I'm glad you're having a good day. Did you like my script? I rewrote the whole thing. Excellent, Mr. McMahon. Excellent. Oh, I can't wait. It's good shit, pal. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, that's what happens every day in that company. It's insane. So, like, and it's that simple. It's really that simple what's going on. It's hard to think about, yes. But all these people, they they look up to Vince. He's Vince. Yeah, that's exactly Right? What's like, imagine going to work with a legend every day. He's Vince. Even if you're Triple H, you have to be like, oh, I got to be careful around Vince. Don't say that too loud around Vince. You don't think that goes on all the time? I'm sure that goes on every fucking day in that office. Like, hey, shut up, Ryder. Don't say that around Vince. Don't say that around <coughs> Vince, okay? They're all tiptoeing around him because they don't want Vince to get pissed because he's Vince. Like, so it's just, it's sad and it sucks. Like, it, because that's as far as it goes. It doesn't get dramatic as like, no, Vince has this big plan. Like to hire, like to hire Pritchard and Bischoff and Heyman. Oh man, that's just it is terrible. And it's got a lot of good headlines or whatever, but it's just going to be so brutal because now it's grown so big, it's become its own monster. That like once they start like booking, like people are going to be like, "This sucks," and we're going to be like, "Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was kind of designed that way." So. So th- this is where the conspiracy theory sets in, where Conrad Thompson sure, is the sure. ultimate double sure, agent. Sure, let's go with that. just wants wrestling to crumble and fail. That sounds and better. He got these guys back into business just to do that with his podcast. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. It's <laughs> See, I should be writing for WWE Creative. <laughs> and on that note, guys, once again, you can always reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing. Download WrestlePost, an app at no charge to Peace. you, and join us with other great podcasts of the day. This is Dave along with Jess and Cuz signing off on the Dark Match episode number two.